everyone, and welcome back to another episode and season of Money Talks 50 Plus. We are thrilled to be back in your feed with some new great information on finances as we age in Colorado, and especially for our women out there. My name is Rebecca Pearl, and I am your host. Today, we are going to be talking about Medicare and open enrollment that's coming up. The rest of the season, we will have some renowned experts on to talk about retirement savings, power of attorney, inflation, using technology online, and more. And we're so thrilled to have you back with us. Just a little bit about Elderwatch before we dive in. We, again, are a 20-year partnership with the Colorado Attorney General's Office that focuses on education and outreach across Colorado pertaining to fraud prevention and financial education. We have a volunteer staffed fraud victim support helpline and peer-to-peer financial counseling program. And feel free to reach out to us with questions uh, and to report frauds or scams at 800-222-4444, option number two. So let's jump right in. First off, what is open enrollment? Open enrollment is the annual period for Medicare beneficiaries to join, switch, or drop a plan. So this is the time where you can make any changes you'd like to your medical insurance for the next year. And uh, if you're a Medicare beneficiary, this is the one time a year that you are able to compare and then switch plans. But seven in 10 Medicare beneficiaries say they do not compare Medicare plans at all during this period. There can be a few issues with that because Medicare Advantage plans largely function similar to private insurance. So your coverage can change from year to year, and that includes what doctors are in network. And in-network doctors mean that they are covered by your insurance plan. Uh, Out-of-network doctors, oftentimes there are higher costs that we see to actually be able to get care from those doctors. So making sure that you have a plan that covers the doctors you already see is of vital importance, as a few other things that we'll get into shortly. Original Medicare plan beneficiaries also should use this time to evaluate what prescription drugs are covered under their Part D coverage. So this is also going to be the time where you really want to sit down and make sure that your prescription drugs are going to be taken care of for the next year as well. And insurance plans are, again, they change from year to year. Um, So keeping up to date with what coverage you are receiving and then making any changes to um, either increase that coverage, uh, make sure that you're still being, um, you're still able to see the doctors that you prefer and have your uh, prescription medication delivered or um, received without any issues is now is going to be your time to do that. And open enrollment started on October 15th, but you have some time. It goes until December 7th. So there is going to be, you know, there's a bit of time to make any changes that you may need to make. And there are other times during the year that you can change your Medicare plans, but it's really only in specific situations. So this is the time that generally anyone can make a change um, without, you know, very many um, 
hurdles to do so. Other times, you know, there's specific situations like changing your address, uh, where you're able to change your coverage, but they are few and far between. So take advantage of this October 15th to the December 7th time period. And usually it falls around the same time every single year, October, middle of October to the beginning of December. Any changes that you make will go into effect on January 1st, 2023. So you're not making a change, you know, today and then tomorrow your coverage will be um, your line up with whatever choice. It's going to take effect when the new calendar year begins. So in order to make changes, the first thing that you're going to want to do is review the materials that have been sent by your plan. And these materials largely are the evidence of coverage and annual notice of change. So this is going to state exactly what your coverage looks like. And then also uh, the annual notice of change will state any changes that are being made to your insurance. Have a list of your medications and your providers ready, and then go to medicare.gov backslash plan dash compare. And that is going to be your one-stop shop for actually comparing various plans. So this is a really, really great tool to take advantage of. Um, and it, it'll show you what plan is going to best meet your needs. Uh, with that information of you know who your medic who your providers are and what medications you're on. If your plan is changing, evaluate whether or not it will still meet your needs for the upcoming year. So make sure that those changes, you know, go along with what what coverage you are going to need in the upcoming year and any potential extra coverage that you might need. Make sure that that's covered as well. If you like your plan and it meets your needs for the year, you do not need to do anything. You can just keep it uh, exactly the same and you will just receive the insurance coverage that you've chosen, you know, in the previous year uh, or past years um, on January 1st, 2023. Well, making changes, again, you can do it online by visiting medicare.gov. Uh, the compare plan tool is on medicare.gov, uh, but to make changes to your plan, you're also going to visit medicare.gov. And then if you want to make changes over the phone, you can do that by calling 1-800-MEDICARE. And that's actually 1-800-633-4227. Again, 1-800-633-4227. If you would like to sign up for a new plan, be sure to have your Medicare number and the date your coverage started handy. And this is all located on your Medicare card if you are looking for that information. If you're moving from one Medicare Advantage plan to another, you will be disenrolled from your previous plan automatically once your new coverage kicks in on January 1st. Yes, you can change your mind and select a different plan later in the open enrollment period. There is no limit on the number of plan changes you can make during this time. So if you realize you've made a mistake while the annual enrollment period is ongoing, you can simply pick a different plan instead by that December 7th deadline. And then that new choice will take effect on January 1st. If open enrollment has ended and you've enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, but you believe you should have picked a different plan, you can use the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period 
to pick a different advantage plan or switch to either original Medicare and a Part D plan. So the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period gives people with Medicare Advantage, just Medicare Advantage, if you have uh, original Medicare with a Part D plan, we will discuss uh, that in one moment. But the open enrollment period for Medicare Advantage really serves as a sort of do-over opportunity at the start of the next calendar year. So this open enrollment period starts on January 1st and it runs through March 31st. If you've already gone through the annual open enrollment period, you've made changes, but you're not satisfied with the changes that you've made, then you again will have more time uh, if you have an advantage plan between January 1st and March 31st to make any additional ch changes. If the open enrollment period has ended, but you're enrolled in a standalone Part D plan, you actually have to wait until the next year for annual open enrollment to begin in order to make any changes. So if you have original Medicare and a Part D plan, and you want to make changes after December 7th, you will be unable to do so. So this is your time from October 15th to December 7th to make those changes. It is of the utmost importance to be sure to budget for Medicare. What you're going to want to do is make sure that you have all of potential expenses potentially being incurred for the year and really evaluate those. Make sure that, you know, again, your, your plan connects to the coverage that you would like to see. And then be sure to look at all the expenses that you are potentially going to incur and set up either a savings account if, if there's going to be that many expenses or just a little bit of money that you're putting aside every month to go towards medical expenses. And that is going to want, you're going to want to include prescription drugs on that as well. Be sure to know your rights also when it comes changes to your plan during annual enrollment and know that you are able to actually request employment with an agent to visit or call to talk about Medicare coverage options. And if you do this, if you ask for an appointment with an agent, agents have guidelines that they must meet, including giving you information only about the items listed in the scope of appointment form that you will fill out when you request the appointment. They cannot talk about other options, other, other Medicare insurance products that you did not ask to discuss. So it is solely what you have asked to discuss in advance of that appointment that can be talked about when you sit down with the agent. They have to give you the same time limit to sign up as everyone else. Agents cannot set their own time limits for you to sign up. There are no benefits to signing up early, but the sooner you do it, the better. If there are people offering you bonuses or gifts for signing up early and potentially the sign of a scam. Agents also cannot threaten to take away your benefits or again offer gifts for signing up. Uh, and they cannot suggest Medicare endorses or prefers their plan. Medicare does not make endorsements or um, say, you know, pick this plan over a, a different one. And once you get all of the details of about the various plans that you're choosing from, be sure to, you know, make sure you've read all the information and verified all the details that you possibly can. 
and get all the details in writing before even signing up. So talk to the agent, get all the details in writing, be sure to go over those with out without the agent there trying to pressure potentially pressure you into making a decision even though they're not really supposed to do that and then sign up on your own with the information that you've gathered be sure to in include finding out if your doctor's in network with that plan as well and also note that you should not receive phone calls from a company that you do not have a relationship with so if someone's calling you and they're offering a Medicare plan of some sort, it is 99% a scam and be sure to just hang up. If you do not have a relationship with them in the first place, they should not be contacting you. Furthermore, a company cannot represent itself as Medicare, Social Security, or Medicaid at all whatsoever. Uh, if they do this, again, it's a sign of a fraud or scam, and also they are not allowed to do it. You also should not get information such as leaflets, flyers, or dealer hangers on your car or at home from a company that you do not have an appointment with. So if you have an appointment coming up with an agent, they're able to, you know, drop a reminder next to your door. But a leaflet saying, sign up for our Medicare plan right now, we'll give you a $20 bonus for signing up. That is going to be a sign of a scam. A few more on knowing your rights. An agent cannot come back to your home without an invitation. So if they are coming to your home and you have not invited them to do so, uh, that is a big red flag that they might not be representing who they say they are in an adequate way. They also cannot mislead you about coverage for prescriptions or services. So be sure to review your explanation of benefits to verify your coverage matches what was promised. Lastly, they cannot promise you can keep your Medigap, which is the supplemental insurance plan, when you sign up for Medicare Advantage, because it is illegal to have both plans. So if they are suggesting that, huge red flag, be sure to cut off all communication and find someone that is going to adequately represent your interests as opposed to someone who's telling you to do something that is illegal. Be sure to be aware of frauds and scams. This is a huge time for fraud and surrounding health insurance and scams about open enrollment and then also just in general. Um, around this time, we see an uptick in frauds and scams as the holiday seasons are right around the corner. So be sure to know these warning signs. Keep them at the very front of your mind when you're interacting with anyone that's giving you advice on picking an insurance plan. So health insurance scams have quite a few warning signs, but one of the biggest ones is going to be high pressure sales pitches that push low cost plans or offer special rates if you sign up today right now. Another one is going to be claims that a plan is licensed under ERSA, the Federal Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Insurance, are, insurance companies are licensed by states, not by any federal body. So if a plan is claiming that they're licensed under some sort of federal governing body, that is going to be a red flag of a scam because they are licensed by the states. A plan that requires you to join an association or union to get covered is going to, again, be a sign of a scam. These may be fake organizations designated to create the illusion that you're buying group health insurance. That is 
the requirement to join an association or union to get covered is not something that um, is, is standard when signing up for Medicare plans. If someone's contacting you about health coverage claims and they're saying they're from the government, that is, again, a big red flag because no government representative will ever try to sell you insurance. That is not what they are trying to do. Private entities may try to sell you insurance. The government cannot. So anyone representing themselves as a government official and saying, here, buy my insurance, they're a scammer. Be sure to research an association or union named an insurance pitch uh, and have information like their street address and phone number and evidence of activity other than selling health insurance um, to report any sort of issues that may arise. Also, be sure to check out an unfamiliar company that says it sells plans through a major insurer, such as Blue Cross Blue Shield. Make sure that affiliation is confirmed with the big name insurer before you go ahead and sign up for that plan. Do not, and I cannot stress this enough, do not enter personal information on a website in exchange for a price quote. You likely are setting yourself up for identity theft or a barrage of sales calls. Neither are ideal. So do not enter personal information to get a price quote. Prices Price quotes should be um, transparent information. Uh, use that compare plan on Medicare's website to figure out what's going to be the best plan for you and what those costs are going to look like as opposed to a random private website. And do not keep talking to sales agents who are giving vague or evasive answers to coverage questions. Or if they tell you the details are in the brochure, that is also a huge red flag of a scam. Um, read over the brochure, make sure that, um, you know, whatever, whatever information you're getting is legitimate. Do your research, talk to as many people as possible to make sure that what information you're being presented with is legitimate. Don't sign up for a plan if the bar for acceptance seems too low. So for example, if you're not required to get a physical or provide a medical history, that may be a red flag of a scam as well. Some scam websites will also claim you can get insurance just through filling out a form, and this is not the case. In, in addition, anything asking you for a social security number is going to be a red flag of a scam. Do not give your social security information out ever. Uh, that is a, the one of the easiest ways that scammers use personal identifying information to commit identity theft. In addition, do not give bank, credit card, or personal information or make a payment in exchange for assistance in getting coverage. Help navigating the health insurance marketplace is available for free. Uh, you can go to healthcare.gov and click find local help. Real health insurance marketplace representatives will not ask you for personal or financial, financial data. So just be sure that you're not sharing that information and that you're not being asked for it. If you are, cut off communication immediately and report it to Senior Medicare Patrol or another a regulatory body in your state, such as the attorney general's office. 
A few warning signs of health scams in general, which also tend to be rampant during this time, are going to include a remedy, a supplement, or treatment that's touted as a quick, sure fix for a wide range of unrelated illnesses and health issues, ads, emails, and other communications that include testimonials from doctors or real people about the amazing results that they've seen from a product, any pitch that includes terms like ancient remedy, natural cure, new discovery, or scientific breakthrough is going to likely be a red flag of a health scam. They also might hint at government or healthcare industry conspiracies to prevent people from getting these miracle products, but the likelihood is the miracle products actually are snake oil also, if the product comes with a no-risk money-back guarantee, huge red flag that it's a scam. Be skeptical. If claims are made for an untested or little-known health remedy and it sounds good to be true, it, it too, too good to be true, it probably is. Check emails and web addresses closely and messages that are pretending to be or look like they are from major health organizations like the CDC and the WHO. Scammers follow the headlines. They know what's happening in the news. They know that, you know, right now is the time for people to sign up for insurance plans and they will use reputable names to try to push people to engage with their frauds and scams. So go to the CDC and WHO websites for reliable, up-to-date information on disease outbreaks and other national health and global health issues. Be sure to research unfamiliar treatments by searching for the company name or treatment online with the word scam, and then check the claims with trusted sources of medical news and information. Check with the Better Business Bureau and your state attorney general to see if a product or its maker has generated consumer complaints. If it has, then that is, again, a red flag of a scam. Lastly, check with the FDA to see if a product is federally approved. There are quite a bit of products that are not federally approved for a variety of different reasons. Supplements, for example, are not necessarily um, regulated by the FDA, so just be sure um, to see if they have that approval. And if they don't, talk talk to people, read reviews, check using, you know, Googling insert product and scam. Um, and that will give you a better idea of what's legitimate and what's not. Consult a doctor, pharmacist, or other healthcare professional before uh, using any sort of medication or treatment. And when in signing up for insurance, again, be sure to discuss with your doctor, make sure that they are in that insurance network's coverage. Don't let labels like herbal and natural sway you. Just because a remedy is not natural does not mean it's safe or effective or even regulated, especially when treating a serious illness. Any sort of pressure to act quickly is going to be a red flag of a scam, and health fraudsters rely on those scare tactics and short-term special offers, including with insurance plans to close deals. Do not try a product based on a money-back guarantee. 
Promised refunds do not make an untested treatment any safer or more effective, and they also often come with small print strings that make it really difficult to get your money back. We see people that have charge after charge after charge on their credit card from a supplement they signed up for once that did not work for them, uh, and they have not been able to get that charge stopped because it's something in the small print that kind of void that money back guarantee. Lastly, do not open attachments or click on links in unsolicited emails or texts about medical products, global health crises, or medical insurance coverage. They could unleash malware on your device and take your important personal information. Just a few tips on general scam awareness. Be sure to always check the legitimacy of an email or a link about your account. If you get a call asking for personal information, hang up right away. Don't share bank account information, personal information, or passwords with anyone. That is your personal information, so be sure to keep it safe. Also, double check the phone number before calling by doing a Google search to make sure it belongs to the company that you are trying to call. Scammers have bought up phone numbers that are one digit, two digits, six digits off from actual correct company phone numbers, and they will pretend to be that company, take your information. And this is the same when it comes to insurance and medical insurance coverage as well. Stranger danger is real. I know we learned this in kindergarten, but it remains true today. So do not send money or personal information to someone you do not know. And if you have questions about a fraud or scam, feel free to get in touch with us at 800-222-4444, option number two. Thank you so much for tuning in to Money Talks 50 Plus this week. We will be back next week with an episode on retirement savings. And in the meantime, be sure to check out the show notes for some helpful resources on signing up for Medicare open enrollment. And we'll see you next week.